fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries. Welcome to another edition of the Franchise Talks, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host, the Franchise, and right now I just had recording issues. I, I recorded for like 14 minutes and I realized my sound recorder went down, so here we go again. Um, basically, um, in short, you know, holiday season's coming up. Um, I was able to do some Christmas shopping. I still got a few things I need to get. And of course, um, I'm trying to dedicate this month to anime and stuff. I know the Game game Awards happened last weekend, last Thursday, so I probably will talk about that afterwards. But I wanted to dedicate because somebody at my job said, um, do you have any anime you can recommend? So I wanted to start, what I decided to do was go into my anime list and just bring out anime that I felt that I watched. Um, as I said, I'm trying to catch up a lot of anime. There's a lot of content this year, last couple years, and new content being announced for next year. So I decided to go in and pretty much um, show you guys my personal recommendations based on anime I have seen. Um, and hope you guys like it. You'll enjoy it. I'm trying my best. Like I said, everything I'm pulling is from my anime list. So it does have like where you can stream these anime. Um, I also want to talk about the World Cup just a little bit in brief. And just like right now down to four teams. And of course Morocco being the surprise team. Being the first African nation to be in the semifinals of the World Cup. And, you know, Argentina being the, still the big powerhouse left. Um, then you got Croatia, you got France. So you got the defending champions, France. Trying to be like the first team to win back-to-back World Cups. So I'll be interested to see how these semifinals get played out. You know, tomorrow will be one and another one on Wednesday. With the third place game taking place on Saturday. And the final taking place this coming Sunday. So definitely check out the World Cup. You know, I mean, it's only down to four teams. Uh, you know, I lost by 13 England, so now I'm gonna have to see what this how this plays out. It'll be interesting to see how it goes with these final four teams. So So before we jump into anime, I do want a big shout out to the sponsors. I want to take care of some ad reads real quick. Um the first one is Poddex. Um Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you a podcaster or an existing broadcaster like yours truly Looking to grow your audience and get more engagement? Go to check out poddex.com. Use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. And we're also powered by ExpressVPN. So... Let's go over ExpressVPN itself. Um, you're probably wondering what is an express? What is a VPN? It's a pro. It's basically what it is. It's a virtual private network. Um, it protects your browsing and streaming with ease. Basically, it's an extra lock on your diary or an extra deadlock on your front door. You can install ExpressVPN on any mobile device, smart TV, laptop, desktop, even a gaming console. So if you're planning to use public Wi-Fi when traveling, make sure to have ExpressVPN activated to protect yourself and your data and browse safely. And this is our statement that actually pulled from the website. When you connect to ExpressVPN, your internet traffic goes through an encrypted tunnel that third parties, including your internet service provider, hackers, government agencies, cannot see into. It helps with privacy. Keep your whereabouts to yourself and surf with a peace of mind. We connect to any ExpressVPN server locations. You get a different IP address. It can make yourself appear to be in a different country. And avoid price discrimination based on location and help keep your identity private. When you use a VPN to connect to the internet, it creates an encrypted connection known as a tunnel between your device 
and internet. It masks your IP address with its own unique IP address in a tunneling process. That particular IP address is shared with thousands of other VPN users and makes it virtually impossible for anyone to trace your activity back to you. By using a VPN, your own IP address is masked or scrambled by the service, by the VPN itself, protecting your location, identity, island activity from anyone who wishes to find you through your IP address. It also helps protect your privacy and lets you browse securely. But if your VPN connection gets interrupted, your browser or apps don't warn you and you are connecting without protection. That's where a VPN kill switch comes in. If your VPN drops, the kill switch disables all internet traffic, protects your IP address and other sensitive information from being exposed. Once your connection is restored, your security net connection access resumes. ExpressVPN uses an AES, also known as Advanced Encryption Standard with 256 bit keys, known as an AES 256. It's the same encryption standard adopted by the US government and trusted by security experts worldwide. To protect your classified information, it will take a hacker hundreds of years to get your information. You can also access GeoLock contact from the Using ExpressVPN, I switch your location to 94 international servers. For example, for me, I love anime, especially Studio Ghibli. But I have Netflix. I don't have HBO Max. And I found out that it's available internationally on Netflix. So what I do is go on my browser, click on ExpressVPN browser connection, and switch my location to Canada. And I refresh my Netflix. And I type in Spirit Away, and not only get Spirit Away, but I also access to the other Studio Ghibli films in the library. And also many other anime that's locked by geolocation. It's that simple. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, no hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or the more popular $99.95 for a year with savings 35% off a month. They offer the best-in-class security and encryption. They have no activity logs or connection logs, so they don't keep track of your information. They are rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and the Apple Store. Right now, listeners of the Franchise Talks gets three months added for free by signing up using our link, expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Once again, that's expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Thank you so much to ExpressVPN and Podtex for sponsoring. Now, let's get to the anime. Now, going back to what I'm currently watching. Um, right now I'm watching Death Parade. Definitely recommend that one right now. So definitely let me pull up the information for Death Parade. Like I said, it's going to be all about anime, guys. So basically what Death Parade is, it's based on... Well, it actually is... It sources actually an original anime. It has an adult cast, high stakes game of psychological horror. Not, not horror, but it's like psychological It's called. It's based on this short called Death Field. Okay, can you guys hear me now? Okay, this might sound so much better. So, back again, um, back to Death Parade. It's basically, sorry, my cat kind of interrupted the thing. So, basically with Death Parade, it is basically, after death, either heaven or hell awaits most humans, but for select few, death brings them to Quindecum, a bar where only pairs of people who die at the same time can enter. Attending the bars and that figure known as Deckham, who acts as an arbiter. He passes judgment 
on those who wind up at Quinn Duncan by challenging them to a life-threatening game. These games determine if the patron's soul will reincarnate into new life or be sent into the void. Again, from darts and bowling to fighting games, the trust of nature of each patron slowly comes to light as they wager their souls. Through his methods, remain unchanged, the sudden appearance of black hair and music causes Deku to reevaluate his own rulings. Um, what's, what's unique about this anime besides the banger freaking opening theme song called Flyers by Radio um, is the fact that when they play these games, they get these memory like they get something in this world where they don't even remember how they got there. But as soon as they play the game, they kind of get those memories of how they died, and they gotta see you know how they got there and realize, holy shit, I'm actually dead. They think first they're alive, they're trapped in this world, but it kind of bodies the mind. And these characters are unique, and just how these people get killed or upon the world so definitely is something definitely to check out it's currently got about 8.16 currently watch that on Funimation or Hulu or even Crunchyroll itself so definitely check out Death Parade um, other anime, animes I recommend is Overlord um, Overlord is basically uh, kind of like a video game-esque type of um, anime um, kind of like with a, a little bit of isekai elements into it um, basically um, it's done by Studio Madhouse who you've never done like One Punch Man it's based on a light novel and um definitely check it out it's got 7.92 on you know on my email list so basically says here the final hour of the popular virtual reality game igraso has come however momonga a powerful wizard and master doctor Ion's own goal is to spend his last few moments in a game as the servers begin to shut down to surprise despite the clock having struck midnight momonga is still fully conscious as his character and moreover the non-player characters appear to have developed personalized their own confronted with this abnormal situation momonga commands his loyal servers to help him investigate and take control of this new world with the hopes of figuring out what has caused his development and if there may be others in the Potomac predicament. So basically, it's like, um, Isekai, well, the sister of Isekai, um, basically, he, this guy's, I could tell based on what I was watching, he's like a salary person who looks at this game as being like a exit from reality. He and his friends developed this, brought this skill named Ice Old Gone. And it was like I said, the last night at the server, and all of a sudden, you know, he decides, you know what, I'm going to stick around. And all of a sudden, it becomes midnight, and he wakes up, and it looks like he's like he's trapped in this character's body. And like I said, all the NPCs, all the people that he and his friends like created, had come to life, and basically, he has to stay in character of fear that they're going to notice something is wrong. So basically, he's. And of course, the world of the video game has expanded. Now it's become a world of its own. And he's curious to see if there's any other people besides him that got trapped in the so-called game. So basically, he has to act the part of of this character that he is portraying. But at the same time, keep his NPC-like followers entertained and also motivated and following and keep the loyalty to him. Each character is unique. I'm a big fan of Shaltier. Uh, I know Abello is one of the popular characters, but I love Shaltier. She's hilarious in the way she fights with um, Abello over the, the affections of Ein's own goal. It's kind of hilarious. Um, I love her power. She's kind of like a vampire type character, an undead slash vampire, but she's funny as hell. Um, I like the fact that she's got knowledge of the outside world because, like I said, 
And these NPCs were created by the characters who like to do callbacks to them because based on their personalities and stuff. But definitely something I definitely recommend. It's got four seasons, and I think they got some compilation films. I know the light novel's ending this year, I believe. So pick up the light novel if you're curious. I know there's a manga adaptation of it as well. But like I said, both the sub and dub are really good. You can check it out on Crunchyroll. Funimation, I believe, is on Netflix, on Hulu. Don't quote me on that. So definitely check out Overlord. So let me pull up something. And there's a couple of um, animes because with this recording being so, I don't know what happened to my equipment. So now, here we go again. This is like take three. <laughs> I'm going to pull up some animes that actually um, talk about. Because I want to open the pigeon. I actually got the actual Blu-rays of these of this anime, but definitely um, this one is called Konosuba or God's Blessing on a Wonderful World. It's by Studio Dean. It's currently airing Crunchyroll. It is kind of like an isekai adventure type comedy. It's more of a comedy. Um, basically, some says Cosmo Saito decides that today is not the day to get out of the house. They get out of the house for a bit. Since he dies pointlessly, it's clearly a bad choice. The goddess who greets him in the afterlife, however, offers him a chance to be reborn in the world. Not like that of a video game, and as a bonus, she'll ever throw in the cool item for power. Can't possibly be a bad choice, right? Except he arrives with no money at all, dead average skills, and his bonus isn't as useful at all since he picked the goddess Aqua herself. How are the two of them supposed to defeat the evil devil king and live happily ever after? Well, for them, it probably starts with day laboring rather than venturing. It only gets more disappointing from there. And of course, um... It's, it's cool to get the dub and some are hilarious. Um, basically, Aqua is, yeah, she's like the goddess of water and stuff, so she can handle her water powers. But Kazuma is basically average person who's like a meat. But like I said, um, it's funny how he dies and he gets decides to pick Aqua. I'm going to get into details, but there are unique characters in this world. There's fan service. Um, but it's like a comedy, honestly. I was laughing. Every time I rewatch it, both the Japanese and English, I was like laughing. I was, it's hilarious. Definitely check it out. Um, Megami is my favorite character. She's a pyro mage. She does explosion magic, but sucks for her is she can only use explosion for since like how, how many times a day before she passes out. Then you got Darkness, who's kind of like a knight type tank character. You can't even hit her target, but she can take a lot of damage. Um, but she also has those masochistic type uh, personality where every time Cosmo insults her, she gets so excited. It's weird, and you know, and Aqua tried her best to show that hey, she's a goddess, but finds out she's like second fiddle to um, another um, to Eris, who's another goddess. So, like I said, it's just them trying to survive in this world by working <laughs> and find a place to live. And they see on the quest to defeat this so called devil king. And so far, it's been two seasons of film. There's a spinoff in the works starring Megami, and there's a third season that has been announced. So, definitely check out Konosuba. Next one I want to do recommend, like I said, a lot of isekai guys is on uh, ReZero. Hakara Hijimaru Isekai Sigetsu or ReZero starting life in another world. Um, it's also as isekai with a psychological type and time travel. It's drama, fantasy, suspense based on a light level by Studio White Fox. It's licensed by Crunchyroll. Um, Basically, the story is when Subaru Natsuki leaves the convenience store, the last thing he expects to be is wrench from his everyday life and drop into a fantasy world. He's not looking good for the blurred teenager. However, not long after his arrival, he's attacked by some thugs. Armed with only a bag of groceries and his cell phone, and now used to cell phone, he's quickly beaten to a pulp. Fortunately, a mysterious beauty named Satella 
It is high pursuit after the one who saw Rosinia. Happens how Rapun Subaru saves him in order to thank the honest and kind hearted girl, Subaru offers to help her in her search. Later that night, he even finds the whereabouts of that where he seeks. But unbeknownst to them, a much darker force stalks the pair from the shadows. Just minutes after the volcanic Sydney, Subaru is brutally murdered. However, Subaru really awakens to a familiar scene, confronted by the same group of thugs, meeting Satella over again. Then they look deep inside his history, speakly repeats itself. Basically, um, it's Amelia, but Satella's like her, basically her real name. But, um, basically, and of course, I like Rem and her. Those are my two favorite characters. Um, basically, this character, Subaru, like, honestly, um, you know, his ability is he has the ability to come back again, like reincarnation, like like almost like uh, extra life in the video game. But he he retains all the memories of what happened, so he tries his best, kind of like redo the events so that way he has a positive outcome. But it kind of takes a toll, like psychologically, because he becomes so traumatized by it. But he tries to his best. He doesn't have his special abilities, so like I said, his only ability. I mean, he can't do magic or anything. His only ability is pretty much the reincarnation, just reawakening from zero, starting over from scratch again. Um, but like I said, he, he has a memory of what happened. It's all about him trying to survive this fantasy world, help out Amelia. And of course, he comes across, you know, other unique characters in this world. And like I said, it's another, it's a guy which, you know, another world, like it's guy's, like I said, it's a genre that's been overused a lot in manga, light novels. Because it's like, you know, what would happen if you were reawakened in a different world? So I like it. I enjoy it. Um, it's got two seasons. Definitely check it out. There is a film, like kind of like a prequel film, starring Amelia. Um, I believe there's another season going to be coming out soon. Definitely check it out. Um, you would not, it, like, these characters are really popular. If you go to conventions and stuff, you see a lot of their figurines, especially the twins, um, Ram and Rem. But uh, usually Rem is the more popular one. I also like Amelia. I do have an Amelia anime figurine, and I do have a Rem figurine as well. Um, I do, I did enjoy it. So I do, I do like, I do love it. Um, and like I said, I do recommend you guys check out the first season. So definitely check it out. It's currently on Crunchyroll itself. Okay, so the next one, Real Life. Um, one of those I have seen was an underrated anime. I don't know if it doesn't get that much of attention. Um, it's like my country role. It's a drama, romance, slice of life. It's based on a, a web manga. Um, uh, basically, um, the story is, let me pull it up here. It's kind of like in the school setting, so it's kind of like almost like a slice of life. Smith is a hopeless labor by, loser by those around him. 27 year old Arata Kazaki bounces around from one job to another after quitting his first company. His unremarkable existence takes a sharp turn when he meets Ryu Yoki, a member of the real life research institute who offers him Arata, the opportunity to change his life for the better with the help of a mysterious pill. Taking it while second thought, Arata awakens the next day to find his appearance has reverted to that of a 17-year-old. Arata soon learns that he's now a subject of a unique experiment must attend high school as a transfer student for one year. Though he disbelieves he'll be essential due to superior life experience, Arata has proven horribly wrong for it on his first day. He flunks all his tests, he's clearly out of shape, and can't keep up with the new school policies that have cropped up over the past 10 years. For more, Ryu has been Assigned to observe him, bring Anata and Lucia Nolius. Real life follows Anata's struggle to adjust to his hectic new lifestyle and avoid repeating his past mistakes. All while slowly discovering more about his final classmates. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like one of those what if type of things that gives you a choice if you can go back 
to high school again, kind of change things for the better, and basically your influence on the people around you. It's a really unique concept. I liked it. I know it's like right now it's got seven point nine eight. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, like with me trying to watch these animes from the school setting, kind of sees that. Like, see, you learn about Arata as well. Why you know he left a company, he had like a job, and and kind of shows like his motivation and stuff, and just meeting these other classmates and trying his best to motivate them as well. And you get to see their lives as well, and him just trying to survive in this like experimentation. Like I said, it's like a an interesting concept where. Give it a second chance to, you know, experience high school again and try to make your life a little bit better. So definitely check out this um, anime. It's currently on Control. I believe they do have a couple OVA specials of it on there as well. Um, the sub and dumb cast are really good. So definitely check that out. It's currently airing on Control. Okay, of course, the next one is one of the first animes I watched when I was growing up. Like my first things were anime. Um, it is pretty sailor guard, pretty soldier sailor moon, social senshi sailor moon, also known as sailor moon. Um, this and this is the original, so it's aired in spring 1992. It's a shoujo, shoujo, magical girl mythology based on astronomy as well. They see Usagi Tsukino is an average student in crybaby clutch who constantly scores low on her tests. Unexpectedly, her humdrum life is turned upside down when she saves a cat with a crescent room. Moon on its head from danger. The cat named Luna later reveals that she's meaning that their meaning was not an accident. Usagi is destined to become Santa Moon, a planetary guardian with the power to protect the Earth. Given the special brooch that allows her to transform, she must use her new powers to save the city from the evil energy stealing monster sent up with the leveling clean barrel of the Dark Kingdom. But getting accustomed to her powers and fighting villains is not the only thing she has to worry about. She must find the lost princess. Of the Moon Kingdom, the Order Sailor Guardians, and the legendary Silver Crystal Order to save the planet from destruction. So basically, this is based on a manga, which I actually picked up. Definitely want to check out reading. Um, like I said, this is one of the first animes that I saw as a kid. Um, at that time, it was licensed by Deke Entertainment. So, of course, they kind of changed the characters' names and did a lot of stuff. Like I said, when it comes to anime, when it came to the U.S., had to follow standards and practices. Based on American audiences, and of course, for them trying to make it now look like it came from Japan, a lot of like terminology and sequences were cut, and characters were changed. You know, based on the voices were changed, based on gender and names were trying to make it more Americanized. Um, uh, Zusagi became Serena. Um, some of the characters were changed too, um, but luckily, Viz Media decided to go back and. Relicensed the anime itself. It's currently on Hulu. You can check it out on there. And actually, you have a new dub cast that pretty much pays homage to the original uh, synopsis and stuff. It was actually approved by the creator, so they actually used the original Japanese names. Um, the, 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 the anime itself was like, like I said, it started as a manga, but the creator, she just wanted to do it as a one shot. But the studio that it was licensed to wanted to keep pressing around for more chapters. So, kind of anime kind of falls away from the from its source material a little bit, but it's still fun to watch. It kind of gives you that nostalgia feel because, like I said, his anime was released in the nineties, so kind of it is like it still somewhat holds up. But kind of like the theming of it, both the sub and dub are great. 
Um, of course, you know, it's the 90s, so it'd be people who are interested to see what 90s was when it comes to anime back then, definitely check it out. Sailor Moon It's still one of the most recognizable brands today. Sailor Moon is still one of the most popular characters besides Goku from Dragon Ball and, of course, Naruto itself. So you can find a lot of merchandise inspired by Sailor Moon and these stores, so definitely check out Sailor Moon. Um, it has about five seasons. So it ran from 1992 to 1997. Of course, there's Sailor Moon Crystal, which is kind of like a reboot-esque. That follows more closely what the manga itself that course has the film Sailor Moon Eternal that's available on Netflix. I know there's another Sailor Moon movie announced as well. I believe I'll probably be on Netflix here in the US, but definitely pay homage to the original OG. Check out Pretty Soldier Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. Alright, next one is one of those I call, I call it the gateway anime for people that want to get into anime. This is the anime that pretty much brought me back into anime after that burnout in early 2000s for me. Um, it is Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, it is an original. The source is original by Sunrise Studios. It's directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, who directed Samurai Champloo and recently Carol Tuesday. Basically, Crime is a timeless, is timeless, but in the year 2071, humanity is expanded across the galaxies, filling the surface of water plants with settlements like those on Earth. These societies are plagued by murder, drug use, and theft, and intergalactic outlaws are hunted by a growing number of tough bounty hunters. Spike Siegel and Jet Black pursue criminals throughout space to make a humble living. Beneath his goofy and aloof demeanors, Spike is haunted by the weight of his violent past. Meanwhile, Jet manages the, his own troubled memories. While taking care of Spike and Viva, their ship, duels shown by the beautiful cars, Faye Valentine, Odd Child, Edward Wong, Howell Pepelu, Turiski IV, and I, the bioengineer Welsh Corgi. While developing bonds and working to catch a call from cast of criminals, the Viva's crew lives are disrupted by menace from Spike's past. As a rival's maniacal plot continues to unravel, Spike must choose between life and his newfound family or revenge for his own wounds. Like I said, it's one of those animes where it actually got canceled in Japan. Um, and it, it sucked because it was it became really popular here in the U.S. And like I said, it, ever since it came back on Adult Swim, it became really popular to the point, like a lot of said, a lot of people say it becomes a gateway like drug to anime. Because like I said, some of these animes are aimed more for the audience. I enjoy this, but the sub and dub are great. Uh, it's a great cast. Steve Blue's voice is Spike and it's like, like I said, it's like sci-fi, but we're looking at a story. And it's got a really good jazz-type fusion soundtrack. Each song, each episode is like a song title. Because you know what, he loves music. And you always come and even that opening theme song, Tank, is one of the most recognizable theme songs. And it's really great. And it's fun, a movie, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Definitely check that movie out. It's currently on Crunchyroll and Funimation. I believe it's also on Hulu. The film itself, you're going to have to watch it through... Other means. Uh, look for me. I actually have a DVD copy of *Cowboy Off the movie. Um, it's somewhat canon. It kind of takes place during a period between the last final episodes of the of the show itself. I know we had the live action adaptation, which I thought was unique, but of course didn't last after one season. So definitely check out *Cowboy Bebop*. Like I said, it's something you want to recommend to your friends who want to get into anime. I definitely recommend *Cowboy Bebop*. Or you want to choose to the big three, like *Dragon Ball*, *Bleach*, and Naruto. One of those three as well, but. If you want, if if your friends are more something more adult oriented, definitely definitely recommend them. Cowboy Bebop. All 
Okay, another one by the creator of Konosuba. This guy has a lot of one. This one's called Saitunen Hakeshimas, or Combatants Will Be Dispatched. Um, it's also like a comedy as sci-fi. It's more of a sci-fi genre with a, the same comedic tropes as Konosuba. More of a sci-fi thing. It's hilarious. I like I like this one. It's really hilarious. This one was like underrated. I would say underrated anime. Like I said, same art style as the creator of Konosuba. So basically, it says here, as the chief operator of the villainous Kesaragi Corporation, Setonin Rokugo, or Agent 6, receives orders to go help the organization conquer the entire known universe, tasked with infiltrating the kingdom of grace, a mission that could change the fate of the world. Rokugo mystically believes that his skills as a combatant are superb, fueling his arrogant attitudes and ensuring success on the mission. Alice Kesaragi, an exceptional android, which I do like, she's freaking hilarious, a youthful appearance named after Company 7 is assigned to be Roku's travel companion. Upon their arrival at the outskirts of the kingdom, Alice and Roku go encounter Snow, the commander of the country's royal guard. Snow leads the pair to a broken legendary artifact, and Roku goes, seizes the opportunity for a long way promotion at this company and changes the representation for a sacred ritual to an embarrassing phrase. As punishment, the princess of the kingdom forces Rogu to become an IRA knight. Following part of his mission, having infiltrated the kingdom's inner circle, Rogu must now help his new employer fight against the Demon Lord's army, all while perpetuating evil deeds as a companion of his recuperation. So basically, he's technically a villain. He's not a hero. So basically, he works for this evil company, basically, and he's like his job is to task the plant to try and influence war so they can, you know, basically take over the planet and make it their own and I like sell it off to the highest bidder. And basically, sorry, my throat's getting a little dry. So basically, he does like evil deeds. Like, he gets these things called points where he can use that to like buy certain items from his company. Um, Alice is hilarious. Like, the dynamic between these two are hilarious. And basically, to order for him to get points, he's got to do like evil, lecherous deeds, like, you know, lifting a girl's skirt up or feeling their breasts or. Stealing something just to get points. And he's only doing that just to get the promotion in the company itself. And like I said, it kind of has that fan service type B style like Konosuba. But like I said, the characters are hilarious. Definitely check it out. It's a really good show. I haven't even seen the dub for it yet. But I definitely need to check it out in dub. But the sub is really good. The snow kind of reminds me of Aqua a little bit. Then you got Grim, who basically she does these curse magic, but she to the point where her feet got cursed, so she can't walk. So she's honestly in the wheelchair. Then you got Rose, which is kind of like this Chimera type character that she becomes strong based on items that she ate, basically. So, like I said, this is something definitely need to check out. It's hilarious. Like I said, it's that sci-fi setting with a little bit of um, a fantasy mixed in. But like I said, the character Agent Six is like Agent Number Six is hilarious. Like I said, definitely check it out. Compared to dispatches, currently area on Crunchyroll and also Funimation. And of course, one of uh, my favorite series when it comes to Isekai and kind of be a game genre is Sword Art Online. Some people thinking, "Oh yeah, this thing is overrated," but I enjoyed it. So it, it was what actually my introductory uh, introductory to Isekai anime, like a different genre, based on light novel, which I am currently reading. It themes of love, polygon video game, um, action adventure, fantasy, and romance. Um, currently, it is at 7.20. It's done by A1 Pictures. And like I said, the story goes for Starlight is ever since the release of Innovative Nerve Gear, gamers from all around the globe have been given an opportunity to experience completely immersive 
virtual reality somewhere online. One of the most recent games on the console that offers a gateway into a wondrous world of Minecraft, a vivid medieval landscape where users can do anything within the limits of imagination. With the release of this worldwide sensation, gaming has never felt more lifelike. However, idyllic fantasy rapidly becomes a brutal nightmare when SEO's creator traps thousands of players inside the game. The logout function has been removed, and with the only method of escape involving beating all Minecraft's 100 increasingly difficult levels, adding to the struggle, and any in-game death becomes permanent, ending the player's life in the real world. While Kazuto Kirito Kirigaya was fortunate to be a beta test for the game, Kirito finds that despite his advantages, he cannot overcome SEO's challenging challenges alone. Teaming up with Asuna Yuki and other talented players, Kirito makes an effort to face the seemingly Insurmountable trials head up, but with that, with difficult bosses, adrenaline, dark cults, and pending his progress, Kito finds that such task is much easier said than done. So, like I said, right now, think about it. If you're a big fan of the anime, you know, this year, technically, this past October marks where technically where the story begins of this year, 2022, how these players get trapped for two years. And basically, with the threat, it's kind of placed to a person how real video games can get, how video games are escape or reality. But with that thing about death actually happening, if your character dies in the game, you die in real life. It's all the whole death game type of genre. So kind of puts these people, these characters in a test of wills, you know, trying to find a way to survive this game, work together with the fear of death happening. And, you know, people on the outside world cannot help them. So they're basically left to pretty much use any of the game's resources. And you get this bonding, budding relationship between Asuna and Kirito, who are both... Okito pretty much looked at gaming more as an escape from reality. Asuna, who came comes from this privileged family, has been pushed to get good grades. To the point she didn't really have much of a personality aside to lose this game. She stole upon her brother's nerve gear. And saying, you know what, let me go in. Maybe I could be something that I cannot show my son to my mom because she's always watching over me. So these two people kind of collide. They, have, they start out rough at first, but eventually they start developing like this budding romance. And the course developed friendships with the players, and of course, you know, just overcoming this goal of clearing the hundred floors. Sorry, guys, it gets dry. <laughs> so, um, like I said, this is a an among uh, animated like kind of launch a franchise. Like the light novel itself is really long; it's going like twenty something volumes, multiple seasons. Uh, another film is coming out soon based on the progressive, which the creator of SAO decided to go back into Icon again, but telling it from a perspective of Asuna and how they clear actually each floor. Because the light now kind of jumps a little bit. So definitely recommend reading. You do have a manga adaptation of the of the light now, and also some other side stories as well in that universe. Definitely check out Sora Online. It's got multiple seasons, a couple of films. Like I said, another film has just been released in Japan. Hopefully it'll be a while before it goes to the U.S., but definitely check out SAO. There are, there are video games based on it, but that's like its own subcontinuers. Next one is... Ataraku Mao-sama, also known as The Devil's a Part-Timer. It's one of those underrated anime that was out for many years, and then uh, recently the second season just came out. Um, I came across this one one time on Netflix, actually. Um, it's licensed on Crunchyroll and Funimation. It is a comedy, fantasy, isekai, mythology, romantic subtext in the workplace. So this is kind of like a reverse isekai where instead of people getting summoned to another world, people from another world get summoned into the real world. Um, it's based on light novels by Studio White Fox, who worked on ReZero. 
and basically it's got a 7.77 on my anime list. So basically, striking fear in the hearts of mortals, the demon lord Satan begins to conquer the land of NC Island with his vast demon armies. However, while embarking on a brutal quest to take over the continent, his efforts are foiled by the hero Emilia, forcing Satan to make his swift retreat through a dimensional portal, only to land in the human world. Along with his little general Asia, the demon must find themselves surrounded in the modern-day Tokyo and vows to return and complete his subjugation of NC Island. That is if they can find a way back. Powerless in the world without magic, Satan assumes the guise of a human named Sadao Mao begins working at McRonald's, a local fast food restaurant, to make ends meet. He realizes that his goal of conquering Ensign is just not enough, and he goes determined to climb the corporate ladder and become the ruler of Earth, one satisfied customer at a time. While there's part time work, household chores, or simply trying to pay the rent on time, Hataraku Mao presents a layers view of most mundane aspects of every life, all through the eyes of a hapless demon lord. I actually like it. It's kind of like that copy has. It's like, well, it's like one of those what if a fantasy character comes to the real world and tries his best to maintain, you know. And of course, McDonald's is basically McDonald's, basically a parody of it. But it's funny how him and Asio live in this kind of like one room apartment, and they're trying their best to save as much they can while Asia does like the household chores and stuff, goes to the library to research how they can get magic back. While Miles basically is doubt, uh, Miles basically um doing his best at work, being like the pre-branch to modern employee to try and raise up, you know, the next branch of work so you can get more money and at the same time find a way to <laughs> conquer the planet. And of course, you got Amelia who things their way into the world as well, where she works as a tom, as a customer service representative in the phone company, or best to try to keep an eye on Mao, because she's afraid that he's going to do something wrong. It's a comedy thing. It's the second season they came out as well recently. Um, I'm reading the manga version of it, and I actually enjoy it, so definitely check it out on The Devil is a Part-Timer. Currently on Cultural Funimation, I believe, Hulu as well, I'm not sure. Okay, next one is another movie just came out is Fightable no Hai no Yome or the Quintessential Quintuplets. Another film just recently came out. It's currently airing in theaters, which wraps up the whole series. It is based on a manga. It's by Tizuku Productions. It's a comedy romance in a harem school setting shonen. Basically, the story goes is Futaru Usigi is an ace high school student who but leads an otherwise tough life. His standoffish personality and reclusive nature has left him friendless, and his father is a debt ringer, forcing his family to scrape by. One day during his lunch break, Usugi argues with a female transfer student who has claimed his seat, leading both of them to dislike each other. That same day, he is presented with a golden opportunity to earn clear his family's debt, a private tutoring gig for a wealthy family's daughter, with a wage of five times the market price. He accepts the proposal, but his horrified discovered that his client, Usugi Nakano, is the girl. He confronted earlier, absolutely trying to get back on Isugi's good side. Usugi finds out that his problems don't end there. Usugi's actually a quintuplet. So in addition to her, he must also tutor her sisters, Miku, Yosuba, Nino, Ichika, who despite the very threat of flunking, want nothing to do with the tutor. However, his family's livelihood is out of line, so Usugi pushes on adamant and is resolved to rid the sisters of their deaths. I like how she like she's not like petty. She's not asking for a lot. She's just you know she she's like a pop culture geek like me, and all she asks for a partner is just to you know spend time with her and tries to be you know humble to him and you know 
doesn't want to put pressure on them at all. And that says, you know, I'm going to keep girl. I don't know. Now I got to keep girls. My wife, you know, I got to make sure she's happy and make sure she's fine with the things that I feel that she needs, even though she's more like, Oh, just the simple things and stuff. It's like, and just the people around them reacting to their marriage and questioning the ability of their marriage and just, um, you know, getting to life. And, and like each time it's hilarious. Um, but I like this. It's like one of those like animes that, you know, Opens up because I guess for me is just watching these different genres and trying to explore these different animes. To me, this is one of the ones I do highly recommend if you're into romantic comedies and it's really good. I enjoy the animation style. The manga is really good and uh, definitely something I do recommend. So that's for this week of anime recommendations. I do have one more. Actually, I have time for one more. I try to keep it that's an hour. But don't worry, I'll have more anime recommendations for the next two weeks. The last one, to me, was one of the biggest hits this past season. Um, which was one of the bangiest theme songs that I love that I could play it over and over again on Spotify. It's called Parabi Kome, also known as Your Boy Kongin. Um, this is Kome. So it's a based on a manga. It's a comedy, adult cast, music, and reincarnation. It's uh, currently on high dive. Um, maybe the synopsis is this. Zuki Kome, Kome, earned a reputation as one of the greatest tacticians of the three kingdoms, basically of the period of third century China. Having led his army through countless grueling victories, Kome falls gravely ill during the battle, losing planes. The weariness and regrets stemming from the seemingly never-ending work catch up to him as he draws his final breath, Kalmei wishes that if he were to reincarnate, that he would be born in a more peaceful era. His wish comes true, and Kalmei wakes up at modern-day Tokyo with a younger body and his memories intact. Thrust into an unfamiliar world, he finds his way into a nightclub and meets Aiko Tsukime, an aspiring singer whose performance merely captivates him. Pitting his confusion, Aiko takes Kalmei under her wing, and teaches him about the current world, which leads to Kome's interest in contemporary music. Seeking Aiko's immense musical potential, Kome vows to make the world recognize her and soon takes on the role of her manager. Unsurprisingly, the music industry is unforgiving to those who make it even the slightest mistake. Still, Kome is determined to accomplish his goals, even if he must utilize the war stratagems he famously used in his previous life. What I do like about this is, like, it's a character who felt at first like a fish out of water, but eventually, you know, he com becomes accustomed to the modern world thanks to this person like Eichel, who I feel is a great person, um, who decided to help him out. And how quickly um Kome kind of adapts to everything um and how he picks up a lot in the modern world and uses famous strategies um to help her out to become an aspiring singer and it's cool how even the characters like the i haven't seen the dub yet i definitely gotta see the dub and see who plays these characters but the english but the japanese that was so good like i said the the, the song is hilarious is great like the opening theme song it's something I can play over and over again. Like, maybe the, the opening sequence of the video is freaking good as well. And just this character who I felt, you know, at first I thought, oh man, he's going to struggle with the model, but kind of picks up right away and doesn't show like any, you know, fear or, you know, oh my God, all my friends are dead, but he, he's happy because he got his wish. He's in that peaceful era. And luckily the owner of this nightclub is a big fan of his because of the three kingdoms history. And like I say, he puts all through his efforts based on social media trends and stuff and strategies just to make her be noticeable and 
and even the songs that Aiko plays are great, and most of them are in English, so it's kind of cool, and I actually, I enjoyed it, and like seeing this, how the music, it kind of gives you a depth look at how, you know, how these people want to get into music, and just the people they come across, and how the industry is when it comes to music, and just all about, like I said, it's just like a wholesome type anime, it's like really wholesome-esque, and I'm you know, it's my my thing into music, you know, into music itself, when it comes to these music themed animes, where you gotta, like, you know, I gotta read the manga, see how it is, but when it comes to music ones, you definitely wanna see it, because you won't hear the music that much when you read the manga, so, definitely check out your boy Kame, um, for currently airing on High Dive. It's very airs first season, hopefully to come back with a second season. Definitely check it out, um, it's really great. And you'll enjoy that. You'll probably play that theme song over and over again. Like I said, um, they do have some of the tracks from the anime available on Spotify by the care, by the actress who sings for Aiko. Um, but I like Aiko, you know, she doesn't trust, you know, she, you know, she's wild by Kome and she, like, she's taken aback how he supports her and, and she wants to make sure that, you know, she doesn't take that support for granted and she, you know, has ever saw to be a musician, you know, be a singer. So, like I said, definitely something you should check out. Uh, it's currently on High Dive, so definitely check that out, guys. And like I said, if you want to see more of anime that I have seen or currently watching, definitely check out my username on my analyst. Look for ALFOBAR685 so you can check out what anime are watching. Like I said, next two weeks we all talk about anime. I'll bring up more recommendations as well, or ones that I'm currently watching as well. Um, and also give you some insight what's going on in my life as well. You know, with holidays, with holidays coming up and Christmas and all that stuff coming up, you know, trying to be together with family and also the World Cup and stuff. So definitely check out the anime. Like I said, I'm trying my best to watch as much anime as I can as well. I'm also trying to watch like regular shows as well. Um, definitely check out the backlog of episodes of the franchise talks. Like I said, um, they're available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Check out my merch store at talkpopculture.threatless.com. I will have new designs up for that store. Um, you can check out Facebook at facebook.com slash talkpop8520. You can check me on, you check the podcast on Twitter at podcult85. You can tweet me there. If you have any animes that you have seen and want to recommend me, go ahead and tweet me. You know, and like I said, if you have any questions for the show or any like, you know, topics that you feel I should talk about in future episodes, feel free to share. Like I said, this, this podcast is kind of like an open forum. But like I said, this month's dedicated to anime, which I believe is one of the most genres becoming more and more mainstream as time goes on. So like I said, see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care.